Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here today with Kaylee and Brad. We hope and pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 643, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip or to get a free quote. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. So last week we transitioned from moderate resorts and began talking about value resorts. And the ones that we talked about in the value resort category last week was all-star movies, all-star music, and all-star sports. Now those were similar enough since they were in the all-star group that we just combined the review for all three of those. But today we're gonna continue the value resort reviews. And the one we're talking about today is art of animation. And we hope you're finding these reviews helpful because we understand that whenever you're planning a trip to Disney, it can be very overwhelming if you've never done it before, or even if you have, there are plenty of options to choose from and it can just get really confusing of what's the best value and where should I stay with how many people I have, it can get really confusing. So we hope this has helped clarify a few things for you and bring some clarity to your decision. So we mentioned this last week, but we're going to do it again just because we don't always know who listens from week to week. There are some key differences between the moderate versus the value category. So value resorts generally have a lot less decor, more limited food options, less fancy landscaping, and the rooms are typically smaller. However, you can get these at a lower price point than the other resort categories. So if budget is important to you, you probably are going to want to stay at a value resort. Uh, We stay at Value Resorts, just in case anybody doesn't know that, that listens. Occasionally a moderate, but most of the time value. As we always say, it also depends on how you plan to do Disney. For example, if you plan to be at the parks all day and away from your resort room, fancy accommodations with all the perks may not be what you want to spend your money on just because you're not going to be there to enjoy all the amenities that you get from a deluxe or a moderate resort. So the bottom line here is that many people find the Value Resorts sufficient for what they need And with all that said, Kaylee is going to kick us off today with an introduction of Art of Animation. Art of Animation, so for sure much newer than the All-Stars that we talked about last week, as in I was alive when these opened. So um, on May 12th, 2010, Art of Animation Resort was formally announced by the Walt Disney World Resort. It was the 26th resort at Walt Disney World. So obviously there's a lot if you were unaware. There are a lot. The Art of Animation began its phased opening on May 31st, 2012, which continued through September 15th, 2012. The resort has nearly 2,000 family suites with themed room interiors and 864 standard rooms in the Little Mermaid non-suite wing. It's only one of a handful of Disney resorts that offer family suites, which makes it a popular choice for some families. And more and more, I think a lot of families now don't fit the traditional four-person mold as we've talked about 
in this series. So I think these family suites are becoming more desirable. And I think Disney's taking note of that in the newer resorts that they're building. And even when they're doing room refurbs, adding the extra pullout bed for a fifth kid, I think they're starting to take note that people need more than just a four person space. So Art of Animation, it's located in the area that was originally planned to be the legendary years section of Pop Century. So that just tells you how close these two resorts are. Pop Century and Art of Animation are very close, very walkable between them. So the Little Mermaid section of Art of Animation is located where the first legendary years buildings had originally been built. Now Animation Hall is the resort's main building, which has the front desk, the concierge, the ink and paint shop, landscape of flavors food court, amenities such as ATMs and phones, and an arcade. So that's the lowdown on the main building. So if you were wondering what kind of room types this resort has, we're going to tell you now. The Little Mermaid is a standard room. And like Brad said, it was created. So, and I didn't realize this until later, the legendary years part of Pop Century, the buildings were built. So if you've ever stayed at Pop Century and then went over and stayed at Little Mermaid and they look a lot alike, that's because they were the floor plan that was originated for the Pop Century legendary years. And, um, I don't know, somebody had this grand idea to do art of animation. And so they just have this one section that's like Pop Century and then the rest of them are suites. So the Little Mermaid standard room is designed to accommodate up to four, four guests, or you can have a fifth guest, but they have to be three or under and be able to sleep in a crib. It features two double beds and seemingly endless array of imaginative touches inspired by the world of Ariel, Sebastian and Flounder. And if you have not ever seen the Little Mermaid rooms, I would encourage you to either go on Google or go on YouTube because there's a lot of YouTubers that do room reveals and they show all the little cool Disney-esque things that are added to these rooms. And I know there's a really good one for Art of Animation because I've seen it before. There's also family suites and the family suites are designed to comfortably accommodate up to six guests. Seven, if you have somebody that's three or under and can sleep in a crib. And those are the Finding Nemo cars and the Lion King sections. And they include two separate bathrooms, a master bedroom, a pull-out couch that converts to a double-sized sleeper sofa, a work-slash-dining table that includes in, it's now called a Murphy bed, right, Kelly? I think so. Yes, the Murphy bed that can sleep one or two. Um, it's about three feet by four feet, and the double bed opens to four and a half feet by six feet. There's a queen-size bed in the master be bedroom, there's a mini kitchen with a microwave, coffee maker, sink, and small refrigerator. There are two flat screen TVs in the room, a safe, complimentary Wi-Fi, hair dryer, iron and ironing board, crib available upon request if you have that small child, and wheelchair accessible rooms are available. I don't think there's a ton of them, but I do know there are real wheelchair accessible rooms. So pricing for this resort. Now, you're gonna find that, obviously we talked about the All-Stars last week. These prices are a little bit more than the All-Stars, but you also have to consider these family suites offer a little bit more. Again, you're getting what you pay for. Standard rooms range from $180 to $330 per night. Finding Nemo family suites range from $449 to $771 a night. 
And then the Lion King and Cars family suites range from $428 to $764 a night. So it kind of just depends what time of year you go, what you're looking at, when you book, like what deals you get. It's, it's always changing. It always varies. The most popular rooms are the ones that the people that want the most are the Finding Nemo family suites range. And I'm not saying that that's not everybody's, but I know because they're centrally located, that's why they're sought after by many people. And even though those might be a little bit more, I think you can probably get a better deal for one of those rooms that fit more versus two that you would have to get somewhere else, right, Vic? So that's true if you stay at an all-stars resort. If you stay at two, we, which we haven't covered Pop Century yet, but if you stayed at two Pop Century, it'd probably be pretty equal. But what you have to take into consideration is do you want the kitchenette? And do you want the second bathroom? Yeah. So um, these are things that you need to think about. If you have small children, I definitely think like if there's two adults and three small children or four small children, I think that you'd be fine in there. Um, I just didn't book us for this because, not because of the four of us. I mean, my mom is actually going. I think you guys have heard me say that before. She's actually going to experience the parks this Christmas. I hope with things the way things are going, I don't know that for sure right now, but anyway. Um, I just think it's too much for five adults to be in there. Not because it's, it won't hold you, but when you have four very different personalities already living in a house like ours, and then add in my mom too, I think that was gonna be just a little too much. So we opted not to stay in those. Yeah, it depends on the situation. All right, next up, can I bring Fido with me on my trip to Art of Animation or Fifi, the feline? No. We went through this. You cannot. It's dogs only. It says dog friendly. I stand corrected. So the way this is worded in my research, it right. says pets. So, but they really mean dogs. Well, so when you weren't on there one, I don't know if you remember this, but somebody asked me if they could bring their snake. And so I said, I am not sure. So I looked it up and no, you may not bring your snake. It says dogs are available. Dogs can come with you at these four places or something. So mental support spiders are out? Yes. Oh. Ferrets, guinea pigs, you get the idea. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. So I will have to leave my tarantula at home when I come next time. So. Yeah, because you have a tarantula. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, I despise spiders, just so you know. I have a distinct memory of him staring at one in the bathroom with a hairspray can for about an hour. He's like, I'm a win. Oh, yes. I do win. I do not like them, but I do win. I think you could have won a little faster if you had just smushed it, but that's my opinion. So it really does mean generally just dogs, even though they don't explicitly say that. Um, so Walt Disney World has actually four pet-friendly hotels, dog-friendly hotels, I should say, one of which is Art of Animation. Now, if you choose to board them not at the resort, there is the Best Friends Pet Care Kennel, and that's across from Port Orleans Riverside. We talked about that during that resort review. You can board them there if you just want them in the proximity of you and not necessarily with you, I guess is that would be the option you would choose. So that you can just go visit Fido, like on a work release program. I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. But, I think okay. it's so your dog can have a magical experience while you're having a magical experience. Because unless they're a um, 
What kind of dog did you just call him before? I can't think of what it's called. I said mental support. It's okay. supposed to be emotional support. Okay, so. well, unless it's an emotional support dog, it can't come in the parks with you anyway. So if you're just wanting it with you because you feel closer to it, like you said, and go visit it, then you could put it in the kennel and it could have a magical time while you're having a magical time. Yes. Or, you know, so it doesn't get depressed like our cat. Exactly. But unfortunately, like you said, Fifi the feline, it's off limits anyway. Can't bring, can't bring her. So do we have dining options at Art of Animation? And yes, we do. The food court is called the Landscape of Flavors and it offers quick service dining for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it serves a variety of items. If you've been in any of the value resorts, it's a little bit of everything. You just have to look at the menu. So this has like a pizza place and pizza, or in the pizza place usually has some kind of pasta, not all the times, but most of the time. And there's burgers. Um, if you want some better for you options, they have things like buckwheat pasta, egg white frittatas and low fat smoothies. They have an international flair, so that could change. It could be one country one day and another country another, as well as non-bread, roasted chicken, shrimp, sausage, and acorn squash. So they, they have a wide variety here. We haven't stayed at this resort, like I said, but everybody that I know brags and brags about this being one of the best quick service places in any of the resorts. So that's pretty... I would say pretty high considering Kaylee told you there's over 20 resorts. So that's a, a good standing, I would think. They also have pizza delivery available from 4 p.m. to midnight. And drinks and limited snacks are available at the drop-off pool bar, which is adjacent to the big blue pool. Now, transportation, you have a couple of options from this resort. Bus. That's your first option. There is one bus stop located in front of Animation Hall, and this provides transportation to all the Disney theme parks, all the water parks, and Disney Springs. So that's similar setup. That is a similar setup to the All-Star Resorts that each one, for example, like All-Star Music has all the bus stops set up right in front for all the parks and Disney Springs, same kind of deal. It's set up right in front of the main building and you go and find whichever line you're trying to get into and you get in that line to get on that bus. Pretty self-explanatory. There's no different stops like at the moderate and high-end resorts. So it's a little more straightforward in that sense. Your second option is the Skyliner. This is a Skyliner service resort. This is right in between Art of Animation and Pop Century. This, now if you've not used this it is a gondola system so if you have if you've not really listened to the show or if you're just unfamiliar with this form of transportation and you have people in your party that like are afraid of heights and stuff it's still possible that they can do it because dad's not a fan of heights and he can do it he was a little uneasy the first time we did it and i was even a little uneasy because it goes faster than you think it will but it's very pretty it's very nice and it's fast for the most part and again, this station is shared between Art of Animation and Pop Century. So you're sharing with another resort. Keep that in mind. The line can get long because you get on to go to the same destination. You have to do transfers to get to different resorts you're wanting to go to. So please keep in mind, you can't use the Skyliner to access all the parks from here. And I did, Vic, I wanted you to speak to this a little bit. I don't want people to think, oh, it's a Skyliner resort. I'll always use that because it'll be quicker. 
we have discovered that it's not always quicker, right? It depends on when you're going and where you're going. Is that right? Yeah. So I don't even know what time to tell. We left an hour before we wanted to be at Epcot from Pop Century, which is also where um, the art of animation and Pop Century, the Skyliner is between those two resorts. Okay. So then when we got to the hub, we just were going to transfer and get on the Epcot Skyliner. Sounds simple, right? It would be. But even though we had started an hour before we were supposed to be there, there was a line that was an hour long. We had to get at the back of the line. There were so many people trying to get. Now, keep in mind, we were also there in February when social distancing was still in place. So I do think that the line doesn't look as long, but that doesn't mean that the line's not going to go as fast. Now, also, another difference from when we were there, we were on the Skyliner by ourselves. Just our party of four was on the Skyliner. Now they're putting up to 10 people in a Skyliner or an EVC and six people, I think, is how many can go in with the EVC. So that might be a little more helpful, but there are always lines because we've had or we've watched YouTubers at those resorts looking and sometimes they do what we did. We actually took a Uber the one day because we just wanted to get to the parks. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. That That is available to you, but you may want to see if you can see how long the Skyliner line is, and you may want to take a bus that day. It's a very cool experience, but I would tell you if you're coming back in the middle of the day or later at night or before the big crowds leave, those are going to be your least waiting times. But because you have to stop at a hub, that's typically, uh, it can be a stalling point for you, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that so that people didn't think, oh, that'll always be faster. Not necessarily. It depends. Yeah, and I agree. I think the Uber option, which we've talked about doing other resort reviews, I think, honestly, if you can budget it into your trip, because taking an Uber to a park is not too expensive if you're staying on Disney property, because everything's within a pretty close proximity or close enough that the bill is not going to rack up super high um, unless you have like a huge party and you need to take multiple Ubers to get there. But I would say if there's a day that you think you're thinking maybe a few days in your trip, you're going to need to sleep in a little bit and you don't want to fight the crowds or you don't want to have to get up early just so you can get there on time or something like that. Maybe you could make that your splurge day and like give yourself the time to sleep in and just say, okay, we're just going to splurge on the Uber and we'll know we'll get there in like probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe you can, maybe you can strategically plan some splurges on Ubers, you know? Yeah. It might be worth it. Cause then you could also like eat at your resort and not feel like you have to beat the rush and try to beat everybody to the bus stop or to the Skyliner station. Like you can actually take your time and eat. And then just call an Uber and get to the park you want to get to. If you want to plan that into your trip, you may want to consider that if you know that you have a family that's not a get up and go kind of family, and that's what you're wanting to do. (laughs) Correct. And in our family, it's a split decision. We've got two get up and goers and two sleep inners. So (laughs) (laughs) we've got one that's transitioning to a sleep inner and leaving me behind. (laughs) (laughs) I've been, I've been getting up with you. The get up and goer has been married to the sleep inner for too many years. <laughs> it's rubbing off. It was just a matter of time. I knew I would convert her. <laughs> I thought the conversion would go the other way. No, you are sadly mistaken. You are. 
Okay, so we covered transportation. I think that was good. I wanted to touch on that. So now what about recreation? Again, it's going to be more limited because it's a value resort, but there are a few things. Um, let's start off with Pixel Play Arcade. That's located in the main animation hall across from the ink and paint shop. And then there are also three swimming pools that offer fun and refreshment. So the largest one is the big blue pool. Okay. Let's do, we're gonna do a breakout song. Let's sing the song, you ready? Vic, you lead it. In the big blue world, but it's blue. Exactly, the big blue pool is, is located in the Finding Nemo courtyard, shocker, and features a pool bar, which is the drop-off bar. Vic mentioned that earlier. It has three sections, which is the actual pool. And when you swim underwater, you can actually hear the sounds of Finding Nemo being piped in, which is very cool. Uh, the schoolyard, that's a wet play area. And then Squirt's Righteous Reef, and that's a play area with no water. So I guess if you just want to take a break from the water for a while, you can go over there. And then the other two smaller pools are located in the Cars Courtyard and the Little Mermaid Courtyard, respectively. The Cars Pool is called the Cozy Cone Pool, and the Little Mermaid pool is called Flippin' Fins Pool. Now the Lion King area, they do have a playground called the Elephant Graveyard. So if you've seen the movie, that's part of the movie, the Elephant, the elephant Graveyard, but it doesn't have much in the way of play equipment, which kind of makes sense because the Elephant Graveyard in the movie was basically a wasteland, it was barren. So I guess that's what they were shooting for. I don't know, uh, It's there's not much here. There is a 1.3 mile walking running trail around Hourglass Lake. I thought I would mention that. I don't know why anyone would run unless you're being chased by a bear, but hey, go ahead, knock yourself out. It's your I vacation. I was just gonna say that the first time we stayed there, you looked and you said, a running trail? This is vacation. Who runs on their vacation? And every day we would see tons of people running by us. We and you would. were like, they're wasting their vacation time. Why would they exercise? I just thought I can understand it more now, but not the running, not the running. I would go for a walk, but not the running. They were a running. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you're, if you don't end up staying at this resort, but you're at Disney World and you have the opportunity like on an off day or something, I would definitely encourage, even though you can't go in these pools or anything, I would definitely encourage you to go and look at them because they're cool just for picture purposes. Um, just a thought, just throwing it out there. Although I do want to stay here one time. I don't know if I'd really stick my head under the water to listen to the Finding Nemo, but I do think that that is super cool. And it is the only pool on Disney property that does that. So that's another cool feature that you get at this resort. I think I would have to do that just to prove that it is, that you can hear it. The next thing we're gonna talk about is the many sculptures that are at the Art of Animation Resort. They are so cool. So these sculptures make for great photo ops which, to put your two kids or your three kids or your whole family. If you can find somebody to stop and take a picture of the whole family, there's tons of things. So in the Nemo section, there's Crush and Mr. Ray watching over the pool area. In the car section, you can find um, your favorite automobiles from that movie. In Lion King, Rafiki is greeting the guest and he's humongous, like as tall as the building. And in the Little Mermaid section, there is a very, very scary sculpture of Ursula. And sometimes if I had to approach that thing at night, I think I would be scared. And there's also King Triton 
along with Ariel herself. And I have to tell you that when we were sitting at Pop Century one time, the waker uppers is what I think what they called us. Kaylee and I got up one day and let the sleeper inners sleep in and walked across the, dis I think it's the Discovery Bridge. I the can't remember. It's the Generation Gap Bridge. Okay, that's right. It's the Generation Gap Bridge. Thank you. We walked across the Generation Gap Bridge because we were just curious. And there, it, that's why I was saying if you could find a time on your off day to go see it, or just if you, any part of your day, if you're staying at Pupstone, you walk across the bridge and see this stuff. And we just walked around and took pictures. And it, it is really, truly amazing. I mean, just when you think that Disney has outdone themselves with something, then they do something like this. And to see these characters, huge, bigger than life, it's just a really cool experience. It made me feel like a kid and I obviously was an adult. So I can only imagine what it would be to be, look through the eyes of like a three or four year old or I mean, even Kaylee was in, I think, early teens at that point, and she was pretty impressed with it as well. That's saying a lot if Kaylee Black is impressed. Well, 13-year-old Kaylee Black was much easier to impress. Okay. Let's be clear. That's true, too. <laughs> Speaking of impressed, let's see if you're impressed with this section, Kaylee. I thought this was cool. Environmental enhancements. Guests have the opportunity to help save wildlife and nature by contributing to the Disney Worldwide Conservation Fund. The resort uses energy-saving LED lighting in the ink and paint shop, the resort's merchandise shop, and other areas of the resort. That's Dad's favorite LED lights. Yes. Christmas time every year. Got to get more LED lights. <laughs> yes. Man, reusable plates and utensils are provided in Landscape of Flavors food court rather than the disposable items typically found in resort food courts, which is nice to see because honestly, you don't see that in almost any part of the Disney parks anymore. It's almost always throw it away kind of thing. Recycle bins are located in key locations in the resort's public areas, the most for any resort on property. Again, newer resort, better thinking. They're always thinking. And recycling bins are placed in every guest room. That's also nice that they come just like a trash can. Yes. Environmental information is integrated into cast members' overall training and guidelines. Again, Disney's up in it with the times. And this is an important one. It's not just like a social. I mean, this is obviously a huge topic in the news and media, but there's so much going around that sometimes a lot of things can get overshadowed. And I think this is one of those things that everybody's like, save the turtles, and it becomes a big joke. Yes. But it, it is a serious problem. Correct. <laughs> and so obviously, are they hurting the environment as well with what they're doing? Yes, we all do just by living, but like at least they're doing something. Right. They put some thought into it. Right. So. All right, so now we're going to transition to just some fun facts about the resort itself. So the big blue pool, it's 11,859 square feet. It's huge. And that's in the Finding Nemo wing of the resort. It's the largest swimming pool at Walt Disney World Resort outside of the water parks. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, the resort features 9,400 doors. And when it said this, I immediately thought of the scare floor. Oh, yeah. And just all of those doors just everywhere. That's what I thought of. And if those doors were to be stacked flat, those 9,400 doors, they would be taller than the Empire State Building. That's kind of crazy to me. That's very crazy. And then 
There are 227,000 lineal feet of carpet used throughout the resort. Now that's enough carpet to stretch from Orlando to the Kennedy Space Center in Titusville, about 46 miles due east of Orlando. So 46 miles, you could stretch it, and that's how far the carpeting in this resort would go. Crazy, crazy. And the total property size is 87 acres. How would you like to mow that? I would not. My mom and dad would love to mow that since they are on the lawnmower every other day mowing your grass. So if you combined all the swimming pools, you could park 125 cars inside the pools. This is the pools just at the Art of Animation. The flooring and the landscape of Flavors is made from all recyclable materials. Guests will dine with real silverware on Melmain reusable dishware instead of paper and plastic, which Kaylee mentioned before. Guests can also enjoy the convenience of self-service business center, the first one to be offered at a value resort. And the Pixel Play Arcade is cashless. Guests use a swipe card and they can recharge it in a recharging station. Yay, once again, not having to carry change around, which weighs down your suitcases. Yes. Cash is going down the drain, people. <laughs> it's really sad, honestly. Teach kids count change, and then they're like, why do I need to know how to count this? No, they say, what are these things? I don't know how much they're worth. What are these strange objects that shine? What are these strange things? Right. I just feel so bad because we got to teach them to use them, and then we're like, well, you'll probably never pay with these, but you just got to know what they're worth. <laughs> It's a sad time, people. Goodness. There are over 529,000 square feet of ceramic tiles. That's enough to cover a standard two-lane road four miles long. I would not want to individually place those. <laughs> there, there were 23,000 gallons of paint used to paint the resort, which is enough to fill a typical backyard swimming pool. Ew. <laughs> You don't have to swim in that pool, Kaylee. I know, but I just pictured swimming in it. Not even in blue paint either. My brain went to gray. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> there are over 2,300 parking spaces at the resort, and more than 800 construction jobs were created to build this resort. And at full operation, the resort creates 750 hotel jobs. That's good. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So anything else you wanted to mention about this resort, Vic, before we wrap up? I know we touched on a few things that were uh, just our own experience and that like you had walked over and seen it. We've not stayed here, but I don't know. The one thing in the lobby that I wanted to talk about, and I don't remember if Kaylee and I, I know we went in there and we looked around, but I don't know that we realized we saw all these sketches and stuff for when they were first thinking through the different Pixar movies, and we saw pictures of them on the wall. Well, when I was watching a vlog one day, imagine that, me watching a vlog, I was watching it and the cameraman panned up to this light fixture at the top of the Art of Animation lobby area, and it had, and I think you were watching that one with me, Brad, and it was where somebody like did an original sketch for Wally and then signed their name to it. And it was part of the light display. Like they mm -hmm. had made it into, like they had made the paper into like a plastic piece that was on this light display. So I would just encourage you to not only look around at the sculptures, if you go over there, go in there and just look at the amazing things that are in the lobbies because they really take a lot of time to make sure that it really is extra special and it has all the details that you want, in this case, specifically Pixar movies. But I mean, that's like last week when we were talking about all-star music, movies and sports, the lobbies of the resorts 
speak to what the resort is all about. And so you just, you can learn a lot of information and hist history from just walking around the resorts of these hotels. Yeah, I do think they try to stay true to the brand, the history and all of that, you know, down to the details. I honestly think that they could create a hotel, I mean, a resort tour. And as far as I know, there is, I know there's like some of the resorts you can go to and do some kind of tour. Like, I think it's a wilderness lodge that has one. And I, I think it's back up and running, right? You know, cause they were saying COVID was better. Who knows if it is now, cause everything's changing pretty rapidly again. But um, I think that could be something that somebody could do. In fact, I would love to retire and do that job. Just walk people around and show them the different resorts. Mm -hmm. Just because that in itself is entertaining to me. Um, and I don't mean in a funny way. I just mean just seeing all the detail that the Imagineers take to make everybody's experience more magical than it even could be. Because, I mean, if we think about it, Contemporary is a nice resort. And now that they're updating with Incredibles, it's going to be even nicer. But before, it was it was basically a hotel room. And you weren't engulfed in Disney, where this resort that we've talked about today, Art of Animation, you are engulfed in Disney while you're sleeping, while you're swimming, while you're eating, and then when you go to the parks. And sometimes you don't always feel that way when you're staying at some of the resorts. True. Especially good for ki kids, I would say. For sure. I do know somebody, uh, one of the vloggers we watched was staying there and they said that they really liked it, but I think they said one of their relatives would not care for it because it was so busy. Yeah. But I, th I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brad and Kaylee, for helping me talk through the art of animation and share this with our listeners. Again, we hope that this was helpful for you and maybe help you decide if you want to stay there the next time. And be sure to tune in again. I believe next week we will be talking about a resort that's special to our heart, and that is Pop Century, because that was the very first resort that we stayed as a family. It is actually the last resort on our whole series of reviews. This wow. is the last one, Pop Century. So we will be doing something else for these Friday shows hereafter. Trip reports. Got some trip reports coming. Got some trip reports. Yeah. And some other stuff. But yeah, next week wraps it up with Pop Century. A few final reminders before we sign off. You can simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip, get a free quote, ask questions, leave a comment, or even if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Again, the number is 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that it only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so please contact us today. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on the Your Story Travel TikTok account, at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Vicki and Kaylee, I think it's about that time. Just keep swimming. Disney love. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>